0: From Creation Ministries International you're listening to Creation.com's article podcast. The research and insights that give God the glory refutes evolution and gives you the answers to defend your faith. I'm Joseph Darnell. Even many of those who believe that the earth is young think it looks old, but does it? The young man A carpenter in his early 20s who had recently taken up downstairs lodging in my home, looked at me warily. All right then, he said, how old do you guys think that the earth is? I knew he had no Christian upbringing, knew nothing of the Bible, and would have been thoroughly evolutionized at school. I had just been telling him about my work for a creation ministry, and he was most curious. But when he asked his question about the earth's age, my inner response was, Oh no, here it comes. Knowing how people in our culture are indoctrinated with belief in an earth millions of years old, I braced myself for the usual incredulous rejection when I said what I truly believed. It's only a few thousand years old, less than 10,000, probably around 6,000 years or so. To my surprise, he said, that's good. Why? I blurted out, because He replied, I always thought it looked young. Pondering this incident at a later date, I realized that my own reaction showed that, however strong my conviction in the biblical record, and however strong some recent creation evidences may be, I had become unconsciously influenced by the notion that the earth, though young, looks old. In fact, there are many firmly Bible-believing Christians who think that way. Even in the kosher creationist literature, there are sometimes attempts to explain why the Earth has an appearance of age, meaning that from a certain point of view, it looks old. But in fact, it's easy to demonstrate that this cannot be true. Even if the Earth really were millions or billions of years old, one could not say that it looked old, that one glance at rock layers and canyons just screamed old Earth. To justify that statement, I don't even have to get into sophisticated references to modern philosophers of science who agree that no facts speak for themselves anyway. All we need to do is remember that some of the greatest minds that ever lived, the fathers of modern science, Newton for example, looked at the same earth that we look at today and did not see millions of years. Just as the young carpenter, a truly independent thinker who had resisted the indoctrination of our age, did not see the millions of years either. The Earth is only seen as looking old because we all take unconscious belief systems to the evidence. In other words, it could be said that the Earth looks neither old nor young. It all depends on the belief glasses through which one is interpreting the evidence. Or to put it another way, it is just as valid for me to say, looking at the world through the lens of the Bible, rather than the humanistic evolutionized lens of our culture, that it looks young. That is, thousands, not billions of years old. Let's summarize some of the evidence that is consistent with a young age of the world. First, the continents are eroding too quickly, If the continents were billions of years old, they would have eroded by wind and water many times over. Mountain uplift and other recycling processes are nowhere near capable of compensating for this. Second, there's not enough helium in the atmosphere. Helium is a light gas, and it's formed during radioactive alpha decay in rock minerals. It rapidly escapes and enters the atmosphere much faster than it can escape from Earth's gravity. Even if God had created the world with no helium to begin with, the small amount in the atmosphere would have taken at most around 2 million years to accumulate. This is far less than the assumed 3,000 to million year age of the atmosphere. Thirdly, many fossils indicate that they must have been formed quickly, not taking long time spans. There are billions of fossil fish in rock layers around the world which are incredibly well preserved. They frequently show intact fins and often scales, indicating they were buried rapidly and the rock hardened quickly. In the real world, dead fish are scavenged within 24 hours. Even in some idealized cold, sterile, predator-free, and oxygen-free water, they will become soggy and fall apart within weeks. A fish buried quickly in sediment that does not harden within a few weeks at the most will still be subject to decay by oxygen and bacteria, such that the delicate features like fins and scales would not preserve their form. Rapid burial in the many underwater landslides and other sedimentary processes accompanying Noah's flood would explain not only their excellent preservation, but also their existence in huge deposits, often covering thousands of square kilometers. Also, we've often featured in our magazine instances which are particularly spectacular, like the pregnant ichthyosaur apparently freeze framed in a fossil in the process of giving birth. Then there are the fossil fish which are found either in the process of swallowing other fish or with undigested fish intact in their stomachs. Fourthly, many processes which we have been told take millions of years do not need such time spans at all. First, there's coal formation. Argonne National Laboratories have shown that heated wood and clay at 150 degrees Celsius for 4 to 36 weeks in a sealed quartz tube with no added pressure forms high-grade black coal. Secondly, there's stalactites and stalagmites. Many examples in Creation magazine have shown that cave decorations form quickly given the right conditions. A mining tunnel in Mount Isa, Queensland, Australia was only 50 years old but covered in floor-to-ceiling stalactites and stalagmites. Thirdly, opals. Despite the common teaching that it takes millions of years to form opal, Australian researcher Lynn Cram has been long-growing opal in his backyard laboratory. His opal is indistinguishable under the electron microscope from that mined in the field. He was awarded an honorary doctorate by a secular university for this research. All he does is mix together the right common chemicals. No heat, no pressure, and definitely no millions of years. Fourthly, there's rock and fossil formation. Scientists have long known that petrification can happen quickly. A petrified buller hat is on display in the Buried Village, an open-air museum dedicated to the Mount Terawira eruption in New Zealand. Another such example is of number 8 fencing wire, which in only 20 years became encased in solid sandstone containing hundreds of fossil shells. Petrified wood can also form quickly under the right conditions. One petrification process has been patented. The famous multiple levels of fossil forests in America's Yellowstone National Park have now been shown to have formed in one volcanic event. Successive mudflows transported upright trees whose tree ring signatures confirmed that they grew at the one time. Now moving on, while we're looking for signs of old age, consider that the oceans are nowhere near salty enough. Each year, the world's rivers and underground streams add millions of tons of salt to the sea, and only a fraction of this goes back onto the land. Using the most favorable possible assumptions for long-agers, the absolute maximum age of the oceans is only a tiny fraction of their assumed billions of years' age. Despite some inevitable unsolved problems in such a complex issue, it is thus not hard to establish that one, the reasonableness of believing what the creator of the world says in his word, the Bible, about the world being thousands, not millions or billions of years old. And number two, the fact that the Earth neither looks old nor young as such. It all depends on the glasses through which the evidence is interpreted. We all need to be aware of how much we have been conditioned by our culture to see geological things as looking old. But let us stretch our minds still further. It concerns the way we use the words such as old or young for the Earth's age. I actually believe that the Earth is old, very old, It is thousands of years old. As many as 6,000 years, in fact. Does that angle surprise you? My point is to make us aware of how we have allowed our culture to condition us to thinking that a thousand years is a very short time and that old always means millions or billions of years. That is why tourists coming across the petrified water wheel in Western Australia gawk in amazement. It only took 60 years to cover this thing in solid rock, they ask. 60 years with water carrying dissolved limestone dripping night and day onto an object is actually an incredibly long time. It is our culture soaked in the myth of deep time that has indoctrinated us into the belief that a million years is only like yesterday. We need to recapture our thoughts from this enslavement to secular philosophy. The Bible concurs with this way of looking at things. In 1 Chronicles 4.22, It refers to human records as ancient, but it is clear from the Bible's genealogies that at the time of its writing, ancient meant only more than some 4,000 years, certainly not billions. This realization puts things in perspective when scripture also talks of ancient mountains, an ancient river, and ancient times. Compared to a person's lifetime, these things are indeed ancient, thousands of years old, The millions of years idea is nowhere found in the Bible. What's more, accepting a billions of years time span for creation, very common among evangelical leaders, undermines the testimony of Jesus Christ, the creator of the world. Not only that, but it turns the whole logic of the gospel upside down by putting the effects of the curse before the fall. Death, thorns, cancer, suffering and bloodshed millions of years before sin must be accepted if the fossils were laid down before people were created. Such thinking twists the Bible into foolish self-contradiction, because it would put death, the last enemy, into a creation that God calls very good. Read 1 Corinthians 15.26 and Genesis 1.31. So next time you hear someone say that the earth looks old, you can respectfully disagree. It can look almost any age you want, depending on how you interpret the factual evidence through the belief system in your mind. And if someone says the Earth is old, you can agree with them. So long as you define what you mean by old, it's really, really old. In fact, it's ancient. Some six entire millennia have elapsed since God made the world in six real days. Before we go, I want to touch on radiocarbon dating methods. That's coming up after the break. How old is the Earth? Aren't mutations evidence animals evolved? What was Charles Darwin right about? These are the types of questions that Christians, scientists, and professional researchers have answers for over at Creation.com. Do you want to know how the Bible explains the young age of the universe? Or how about why did the Son of God have to die? Head on over to Creation.com and search about any creation, Bible, or origin topic that comes to mind. And I'm positive you'll find the answers. And when you want to take your personal study a little deeper, visit the web store and see what's new. You can deeply explore any creation subject you like. And we have books and videos for audiences of all ages and education levels. If you want to know where I'd recommend you start, look up the Patterns of Evidence documentary series. You won't be disappointed. Head over to creation.com store. So, about those radiocarbon dating methods. First, all dating methods, including ones that point to thousands, not billions of years, are based on assumptions. Beliefs, no matter how reasonable sounding, that you can't prove, but must be accepted by faith. For example, assuming how much of a particular chemical was originally present in the object. Second, assuming that there has been no leaching by water of the chemicals in or out of the rock and the assumption that radioactive decay rates have stayed the same for billions of years, and there's many other assumptions they could make. So number two, radiometric dating labs do not measure age. They measure amounts of chemicals, then from this they infer age, based on the underlying assumptions. Third, when the assumptions are tested by measuring rocks of known age, for example recent lava flows, they often fail miserably, Fourth, objects of the same age, tested by different methods, have been shown to give dates varying by a factor of a thousand. Fifth, the fact that there is some consistency to radiometric dates is explained in part by the tendency to publish only data consistent with the evolutionary age already established by fossils. Most radioactive dating laboratories prefer for you to tell them what age you expect It is really hard to see why this would be necessary if these were absolute methods. The entire geological millions-of-year system was largely in place based on the philosophical assumptions of men like Charles Lyell and James Hutton before radioactivity was even discovered. Where a radioactive date contradicts the system, it is invariably discarded. And sixth, if a radiometric date and a fossil evolutionary date conflict, The radiometric date is always discarded. There are many other solid reasons for not accepting fallible man-made methods, such as radioactive dating as an authority in opposition to the clear testimony of God's infallible Word. To continue this study, see Creation.com's Q&A section for radiometric dating. The Creation.com article podcast is hosted by me, Joseph Darnell, and produced out of the U.S. studio of Creation Ministries International. Learn more at creation.com. This episode's article was written by Dr. Carl Wieland. Our writers and scientists host a really cool talk show called Creation.com Talk, which you can find right here in your podcast app and YouTube. If you'd like to help us, become a monthly supporter using our donate page. You can also help us by telling your family and friends to check out our podcasts and creation.com. Be sure to follow Creation Ministries International on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our free e-newsletter, InfoBytes. From everyone at CMI, thanks for listening.